Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it, everybody say, by it. By what? Faith. By faith, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, my, my, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he had pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. As I look across this congregation today, most of you I know, and most of you I know a little bit about you and your life. But that's not what ties us together today. What ties us together is our faith. I want you to understand how important your faith is. But there's another, there's another aspect to that that I want to get to you today before we walk out of here for lunch today and that is this that faith equals action when you read face hall of fame you won't read anywhere in that chapter where it just said they had faith but everything that you read there something happened to accompany their faith. I want to help somebody here today and tell you that there it's not enough just to say, I believe. Well, it's not enough to say, yeah, I think we ought to pray. I think there ought to be miracles. I think that demons ought to be cast out. Come on, somebody. I'm going to help you here in a minute. I want you to know that God wants this church to get beyond just saying, I believe and acting on what you believe. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord and ask God to help us right now.
Come on, you got to do better than that. Come on, you got to do better than that. You need to make a little noise up in here. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Jesus said there were specific signs that were to follow the life of a believer. I want to ask you, do we have those signs in our lives? I'm a believer, or am I? Uh, let me say it again. I'm a believer, or am I? I have, Brother Jeff McLean, I remember as a young boy, Park Place down below 8th Street was kind of my running ground. And I remember they started building a bridge that was one of the coolest things ever in its day. It was the bridge over White River. But it wasn't just a bridge. They had cable heat in that bridge to keep the bridge from freezing over during our wonderful winters around here. And it was, it was unbelievable, an unbelievable structure. But I've thought about that bridge. You know what? You can drive there right now and you can stand or sit on one side of the bridge in your car. You could say, you know what? I, I believe that that bridge would support my car driving across it. But if you sit there in your car, you never know what that bridge can do for you. It's not until you're driving across the bridge and you're in the middle of it that you have said, not only do I believe it, but I exercise the faith to believe it enough that I'm going to drive my car over it believing it will support me and everything that's in it. Come on, somebody. I want to tell you that the greatest thing that ever happened to you and I is when he called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. But now he's calling us to say, you know what, I don't just believe it, but I believe it enough that I'm going to step out in the middle of it and believe that his word is true and it's going to support everything that he said that it would. Come on, somebody. We're going to see healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. The lost are going to be saved. The backslider is going to be restored. But it's because we act and not just believe. That's as good as it's going to get. Faith equals action. Faith is the believer's sixth sense. Faith is the believer's ability to see what cannot be seen with the natural eye. To hear what cannot be heard with the natural ear. And to taste what cannot be tasted 
with a natural taste. Faith. Everybody shout faith. Faith, faith is supernatural. It's a supernatural sense that is birthed in the human heart when God's word is heard, received, believed, and acted on. It enabled Elijah to hear the sound of an abundance of rain even though it hadn't rained for three and a half years. It sustained a widow woman through the famine. Her mill barrel wasted not, and the cruise of oil did not fail until the Lord sent the rain according to to the word of the Lord from Elijah. Hebrews 11 and 7 said, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. I'm telling FBC today that God has some things in store for us that we have not seen as of yet but we cannot sit on the sideline and just wait for it to happen God is calling you and me to get up from where we are and begin to act upon what we say and who we say we are Noah moved with fear. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need a little bit more of fearing God. Noah respected and revered and honored God so much that he was moved with fear. Make no mistake, if God says it, I said, if God says it, you can take it to the bank. It's going to happen. It's on the way. You might as well get ready to see it because if he said it, he meant it, and it's going to happen. Come on. Say, well, uh, what if it doesn't happen with me? Well, the only way it's not going to happen with you is if you just walk around saying how much you believe it instead of acting on what you believe. The Bible said he was moved with fear, prepared an ark. He just looked for a crowd and said, well, I'll tell you what. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to give this job to you. I'm going to let you do it. I, I'm going to sit back. I know what I've heard from God, but, I, but I'm going to sit back here and, and see how you get that accomplished. No, that wasn't what he did. He was moved with fear, and he went to work. Come on, somebody. I, I want to talk to this whole congregation. I'm telling you... I, I know y'all, you probably get tired of hearing this, 
But I'm telling you that this church is so blessed. You don't understand how blessed you are. You don't understand how blessed you are to be sitting where you're sitting right now in the church that you're sitting in right now. Hear me. Hear me, but I want you to realize today that we have not yet tapped into the potential that's in this room right now. Hear me, we, we have not yet tapped into that potential in this room because we've said, I believe. We've said, I've heard. We've said, I believe I've seen, but we've not launched out into that area of faith where it now becomes more trust than it is faith uh, because we can't see it, uh, we can't hear it, uh, we can't touch it. Uh, but if God said it, uh, you might as well believe it and start walking in it because it's coming to listen. I believe. If Noah hadn't done it, Brother Shaw, somebody would have done it. Because you see, Brother, Brother Gill said it this morning. The foundation is already there. God already laid it out. He's not going to vary from that. What do you mean? God has a plan. And you're in that plan. But if you don't get on board, Brother Mike Wally, you can dream all the buildings you want to dream. You can stand out there on that empty ground and see it in your mind's eye. But that ain't getting it built. You know what's going to get it built? When you strap on the nail belt and you get help, you get workers. Come on, somebody. It's not just a one-man show. It's not just a two-man show. It's not just a staff show. God's looking for a church that said, I've heard it. I said, I've heard it. Now I'm ready to make it happen. I'm going to I'm going to jump in with all that I have. So Noah put a hammer in his hand, prepared an ark for the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world. <laughs> Why did you see that? By the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. What caused that to happen? It wasn't his faith. It was his action. Maybe this was better to me than it is to you. Hebrew 11 and 30. By faith. The walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed seven days. Hey, did you all hear that? God said the walls of Jericho are going to fall. I'll I, I tell you what, let's just, let's just sit back here and see what happens. God said it. 
He said it was going to happen. I mean, if God said it, it's got to happen. Oh, wait, you missed that part where he said, it's not just enough to have faith. You got to get up. You got to put your feet on the ground. And you got to march around the walls. Come on, you got to compass the city. God's trying to tell somebody, it's time for you to compass your circumstances. It's time for you to put your feet on the ground and begin to march into victory. Come on, I wish somebody lift your hands right now. Say, God, I'm going to engage. I want to engage, God, my faith. I'm going to put action with my faith. Listen, you be seated. Listen, I want you to get this. I want you to get this real good right here. Faith is not a generic mental assent to the truthfulness of the Word of God. Watch, anyone could say, anyone. I believe in the strength and the ability of that bridge to support the weight of my car and myself. Anyone could say that. But it's not faith. It's not faith. Listen, until you take action. So anybody can say, I believe God can heal blinded eyes. But it's not faith until you pray for somebody with blinded eyes. Anybody can say, I believe God can bring you out of that wheelchair. But that's not faith. Faith is when you find somebody that's in a wheelchair. And you pray until they come out of the wheelchair. Oh, wait just a minute, preacher. No, I'm telling you, faith equals action. Anybody can say, I believe God can restore a broken family. Anybody can say it. But that's not faith. Faith is taking that broken family by the hand. Walking them into a place of prayer and word of... My God. Faith, Brother Mike Wally, is taking her by the hand and walking to the altar together and saying, Baby, God's going to fix this. God's going to put it back together. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about faith. Faith says that a drug addict that walks through the door can be delivered. That's not faith. Faith is taking that drug addict by the hand and taking him or her to the altar and praying with them until they pray through and God has delivered them. (laughs) 
Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye. Everybody say, That's me. Come on, point at yourself and say, That's me. Go ye into all the world and just tell them Jesus loves them. Just put a little bumper sticker on the back of your car. Little dove. Show them a little love. No, that's not what he said. He said, go you into all the world and do something with the faith that I've put in you. Preach the gospel to every creature. Now watch. Once you've preached, he said, when you've stirred up their faith, don't you let them just accept that as enough. Watch what he said. Look at it. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let me share something with you. It's not enough to just say, I believe. You got to do something with that belief. You can't be saved just by believing. You got to do something. You got to put a little action with your faith. What do I do, preacher? You got to repent. You got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's faith with action. Now, here it is. You ready? And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, if they just say my name, it's all they need. It's not what he said. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Now, I don't know, maybe I'm a little shallow-minded here. May, you know, I, I did graduate. And I, I have a little education. But, but I, everything that I read there, there was no opportunity to be idle. There was no opportunity for there to be a picking and choosing Brother Gill said it this morning. Some folks say, well, that's just not my gift. That's not true in this case. He said in his word, you shall receive power. 
After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power to become witnesses. Come on, somebody. The Lord wants you to understand that if he filled you with the Holy Ghost, it was not an empty investment. He put his spirit in you so that you could take action. Come on, somebody. You can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You can cast out devils. Come on, somebody needs to help me right here. It's not enough to say, I believe God can. Now, if God's word is true, and we know it is, why do we not see more of the power of God manifested in our lives? It got quiet up in here. Watch. You, you know, I, I'm just going to drop this in here. It's not in my notes, but I'm going to drop this in here. The Bible said there are going to be a lot of folks that believed standing before the Lord on that day. Brother Gill, I, I don't know you. You got this great theological mind. I'm just a little shallow well here. But it, it seems to me as though that those that are standing before the throne of God in that scene and they make the statement, did we not cast out devils in thy name? Did we not? In thy name. So it appears as though they had some knowledge of what they needed to do. But there was something missing. There was something missing. And I, this is only just, just my, my little simple thinking. But I believe that it had something to do with personal relationship and commitment. Ah, everybody likes uh, the idea of blinded eyes being open and deaf ears to hear and the lame walking. Everybody likes that. But let me tell you something. When all that happens, if he's healed you, he didn't heal you for you to go on and do what you're doing. Come on, everybody likes that. But something needs to happen Faith equals action. Faith says, I'm going to align myself with the leading of the Spirit of the Lord. I'm going to align my lifestyle in such a way that it is conducive for God to be able to operate in and through me. I, I, know, I know I'm just an old school guy, but I'm going to tell you something. Going to church is not going to save you. Well, you know, if I, I, if I just show up every now and then, folks won't think anything. Let me tell you something. When you stand before God, it's not going to matter what folks think. The Bible said the Lord would say,
Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I never knew you. You know why he never knew them? Because they never put action with their faith. They said they believed, but they didn't really believe because they didn't act upon what they said they believed. Well, faith equals action. Listen to this. We've, we've raised a generation of mental assenters. What's that mean, Bishop? Agreeing with the mind, with the mind to the truth of the word. But Jesus said, believers are more than agreeers. They're doers. Look, look at it. James chapter 2 and verse 19. I, I want you to get this today because he said, Thou believest that there is one God. Anybody here not believe that there's one God? Thank you for not raising your hand. <laughs> Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. But let me let you in on a little something. The devils also believe and tremble. Now why in the world would you go there, Bishop? Because there is a plague that has infected the church. It's that of calling the agreement of mind a vital and living faith. Hear me. Believing is not enough. According to the scripture, that's what we live by, by the way. According to the scripture, faith has corresponding works. And without works is dead. That means that a believer is a doer. Listen, look, look, everybody look up here at me. I know that's tough, but look up here at me. I want you to get this. You're not going to make it to heaven sitting on the sidelines. I'll tell you what is the will of God for you today. The will of God for you today is to go find somebody that you know needs what the Word of God says they can have and, and take the Word of the Lord with your faith and do what God said I've empowered you to do. The will of God for you is to put somebody on your arm and bring them to the house of the Lord and give them the same opportunity to be saved and the same opportunity to believe that you have had. We cannot justify 
inactivity. Because we don't have the talent. We don't have the ability. You have the anointing. Unless, unless the Holy Ghost is inactive in you. Oh, now, Bishop, you know you can't lose the Holy Ghost. Really? Really? Why, why, why would the Lord say then that we're saved by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost? That's the word. You, you can't argue with the word. You can argue with me, but you can't argue with the word. I would, I would venture to say that there's some folks in here that haven't spoken in tongues in years. Ah, uh, Bishop, you're, yeah, this is Sunday morning. You're supposed to be preaching evangelistic. Listen to me. If you don't get this, it don't matter what preaching you hear. I want you to understand something. You're going to be lost. Listen, Mom. Listen, Dad. You want to know what your faith needs to do? Your faith needs to say to your family, to your children, look, Wednesday night, that's not an option for us to do anything but to go to the house of God. Thursday night, that's prayer meeting night. We're going to pray. Say, well, I don't know if I could pray an hour. Well, it'll do you good just to sit in the midst of folks who are praying for an hour. On Sunday morning, well, you know, it's summertime and and bless their hearts, they've gone to school all year. They ought to be able to sleep in on Sunday. You know what your job is? Your faith needs to say, listen, this is Saturday night. Get your clothes ready because Sunday morning we're going to the house of God. Come on. Well, Sunday afternoon is family time. That's all right. Have all the family time you want. But at 5.30, we're getting in the car. We're going to the house of the Lord. We're going to the prayer room. At 6 o'clock, we're having Sunday night church. And we're not going to be anywhere else but in the presence of the Lord. Oh, now, now, preacher, you you question my faith. If I'm not at church, I don't have faith. You answer that question. Faith equals action. I believe I need to be in church. Well, be in church. I believe I need to pray. Well, pray. I believe I need to fast. Well, fast. I believe I need to give. Well, give. Faith equals action. You can't just say, I believe it. Make it happen. I, I watched something this morning. I'm, I'm going to hurry. I know it's getting close to lunchtime. I watched something this morning, and I'm not saying this to be critical. But I watched a little 97, 6, 97-year-old lady walk in the prayer room today. I watched her, Brother Jordan. She was behind that walker. She got over to that chair, and I watched her. She did this. But you know what? She was there. She was praying. 
She was talking in tongues. She was interceding. What are you saying? I'm trying to tell somebody, it doesn't matter who you are. There's no excuse for not doing what God's called you to do. You can't just believe it. You gotta do it. Come on, somebody help me praise him right now. Now, you can be seated. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to finish. Watch this. I, I told you, according to the Word of God, faith has corresponding works. And, and, and this is the thing. Jesus said this. He, he, he said to his disciples, he said, This kind goeth not forth, but by prayer... And fasting. Now you can tout all of the Holy Ghost power that you want to. But Jesus said, there's some devils that they're not leaving until you've got yourself out of the way. And the only thing that they see is the power of God in you. Well, now, you know what? We, 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 we live in a busy generation, and, you know, everybody's busy. You, you know what's incredible to me? I've, I've been in the church 50 years. I know I don't look that old, but I, I've been in the church 50 years. Sister Bingham, I remember when we didn't have microwaves. I remember when we didn't have the latest of conveniences. But the prayer rooms were full. And every service, Brother Shaw, we prayed somebody through to the Holy Ghost. And nobody left until God was finished. Oh, but I got to work in the morning. Do you think those folks didn't work? Brother Jake, they never had those $100,000 tractors back then. It was a mule and a plow. But every night they'd come to the house of God. It didn't matter how late church went. I remember being in church services till 11 and 12 o'clock at night. I remember the days when we carried folks to their cars because they were under the of the Holy Ghost drunk like they were on the day of Pentecost I remember that what are you saying preacher I'm telling you none of that's changed we've changed and something has to happen in us to get us back to understand that faith is not enough we gotta put some action with our work we need an old fashioned sin killing devil chasing move of God in this generation until we lose track of time until we lose track of self until we lose track of everything that's unlike God just get in his presence and stay there until he moves come on let's praise him
Lift your hands with me right now. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I take authority and dominion over every spirit of pride in this building. God, right now, I'm praying for an over, God, for you to overtake every, every life in this building. God, I'm praying that your spirit would return to us in such a way that we would yield to it, God, and that we would be laying out in the spirit, God, as we did in days of old. I'm praying, God, that our selfish motivations, God, would be cast aside and the only thing that will matter to us is what happens in the kingdom. Hey! In the name of Jesus! Just stay standing with me. I want you to listen to these words. Believers are doers and doers are seers. Say it again. Believers are doers and doers are seers. The reason we haven't seen more of the power and the glory of God in our lives is because we have mistakenly accepted a mental assent, agreement of the mind for Bible believing. Many people will say they believe the Bible, but if they're not living according to its principles, they don't believe. They just agree. I've heard people say, backsliders, I've heard them say, you know what? I'm backslidden, I'm out of the church. But if I'm ever anything, I'll be Pentecostal. I hate to tell you this, that's not going to get the job done. Now I know this has been kind of up and down. But I'm telling you right now, if I, if I know anything in the Holy Ghost... I know that God is speaking in this place today. There are people in this church today that you've just been waiting for a nudge from the Spirit. You've been feeling God tugging on your heart. You've been feeling God dealing with you about some things. And, and, and I, I, I want to just, just close with this. Jesus shows up four days late according to Mary and Martha. He shows up where Lazarus, his friend, has died. He's been in the tomb four days. No, there were all kinds. You know the story. I won't take a lot of time there. But, you know, the sentiment was, if you just would have been here, he wouldn't have died. But I want you to, I want you to watch it now as Jesus moves from faith to action. He said... Show me where you've laid him. They walked to the tomb. And you would think that would have been enough. I mean, Jesus is here and he's wanting to make a point and this is where it could happen, but no, no. He said, this isn't going to happen without you. Tell your neighbor, this isn't going to happen without you. So he looks at Mary and Martha and he says to them, you 
roll away the stone. Now, he was God manifested in the flesh, Brother Jake. He could have just gone. But that's not the way God works. You see, he wants you involved in the mechanics of his workings. He doesn't want you sitting on the sideline waiting for somebody else to do the job. He said to Mary Martha, you roll away the stone. Oh, I feel something in the Holy Ghost right here. There's some circumstances and situations in your life that Jesus is standing there. He's waiting to do the work. But he's saying to you, you got to roll away the stone and give me access to where I want to do my miracle. Some of you that are hiding behind the fact I don't have the strength to move the stone. I, I don't have the understanding to move the stone. I, I, I don't have the ability to move the stone. And the Lord is saying, listen to me. If He says to you, do it, make no mistake. He's going to give you everything you need to do it. And so this morning... I feel an urgency in the spirit to give you opportunity to tell you Jesus is standing here right now and he's waiting for you to walk down that aisle. Lift your hands to the Lord and say, God, I'm removing the stone today. I'm going to let you have access to do the miracle. Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus was alive. There's something in you today that's died and the Lord wants to resurrect it, but He needs you to move the stone today. Come on. Come on. It's not just, just enough to say, I believe it. 